0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين استفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of Deen, mothers and sisters, we are in a very auspicious time. There are great occasions that are at our doorstep. The month of Ramadan is not far away. And before the month of Ramadan comes, we are barely a day, few days away from the great occasion of the 15th of Sha'ban. The night of the 15th of Sha'ban is a very virtuous night. It's a night with very great blessings and It is a night when Allah Ta'ala showers down His forgiveness, and there are so many things that are given to the believers on this great and auspicious occasion. These occasions, the 15th of Shaban, Shab-e-Barat, the month of Ramadan, and various other auspicious days and nights... That come and go in the calendar, in the Muslim calendar, Islamic calendar. Are these just occasions? Are these just something for the moment? Like many people, they lose track of what their responsibilities are. So they have some occasions just to try and appease themselves. For example, the rights of parents that one should be in the service of one's parents, taking care of them, making the khidmat, doing whatever is possible to make them comfortable, to keep them happy. The ongoing thing. But generally, especially in Western society, and especially when parents have now become elderly, then they neglect, in fact, abandon their parents. And as sad as it is, as tragic as it is, but the reality is, that to the extent that we are also following Western society, Western culture, then these kind of very tragic situations, these kind of really heartbreaking situations are happening in our communities also. That elderly parents, grandparents, nobody to take care of them, they are abandoned in some old age home or in a more dignified manner, they call it retirement village, those who have the money to afford, they say, well, you just keep this person here, and whatever the bill is, we will pay the bill. Whatever the costs are, we will sort the costs out. You keep this person here. So now they've abandoned, they've neglected their parents and others, but now to appease themselves, what they do? Once in the year, they have Mother's Day. Once in the year, Father's Day. So that Mother's Day, come and just bring one box of some chocolates or some flowers and uh, spend some time, one, two hours with your mother or father. and Then after that, finish, goodbye. And this they feel they did their duty for the year now. And more than anything else, that elderly parent, that elderly grandparent or that elderly family member who doesn't have children, maybe grandchildren, what they need more than anything else is they need emotional support. They need some family around them. They need somebody to encourage them. They need somebody to be a support for them. They don't get that support from commercial care. But that is what they now don't have. Somebody went to visit one retirement village, somebody in some retirement village around Havik, they went about a week ago, two weeks ago. So they were describing the place. What a scenic place. And it's in the foot of a mountain or something of that nature. And uh, the lush lawns and small, simple homes. People are living in those homes. Elderly people, somebody in one, somebody in the other. And lush lawns and he described a very scenic place. I says, what a place this is. So now the way he said it, as if somebody will really look forward to going there. And then he said, but what loneliness? What loneliness? Who wants to be there? He says, when you go there to visit somebody, he says, they just can't stop talking. They just want to keep talking and keep you there, so that they can keep talking to you, because they may not have spoken to anybody as a conversation. For maybe days, weeks, months, nobody comes to visit them, and they are there, and they don't really, perhaps, maybe not everyone. Some don't really have any interaction with others there because everybody is in their own little world. So the loneliness kills them, and the lack, and then whoever else is there is somebody else far away. But now, what what, what happens is this: once in a year, the so-called Mother's Day, so-called Father's Day, and so-called other days, whatever other days they push into the whole process to just appease oneself, that I did my duty to my parents now that is the tragedy that we also see in our deen that come these kind of occasions this 15th of Shaban the month of Ramadan, etc so we become very very conscious hyper conscious, hyper pious and we engage in a lot of ibadat, etc for that occasion and then And then back to square one. Now that is defeating the purpose of the occasion. The purpose of that virtuous day or virtuous night. Why did Allah Ta'ala give us these occasions? Why did Allah Ta'ala promise such great virtues? Allah Ta'ala alone knows His hikmat. Allah Ta'ala alone and His hikmat is and His wisdoms are profound and limitless. But the apparent things that anybody can understand easily is That among these wisdoms, it is to bring about some kind of moment for a person to redirect his life. Not just to become conscious on that one day or one month and then go on with life like nothing happened. The same sins and the same wrong way of life and the same lack of concern and everything all negative. So, this is the this is not the object. The object is that our life gets redirected. So these occasions come, Allah Ta'ala has promised His forgiveness. So a person now is sincerely making Tawbah, and is begging Allah Ta'ala's help, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, and then he's supposed to reflect, that SubhanAllah, Allah Ta'ala is showering down His forgiveness, and Allah Ta'ala is cleansing the hearts of millions of people. I don't want to be deprived of this, I want to receive this, and when I get this, Inshallah, then I need to keep it also. Somebody gives us some gift, we want to be happy to receive it, we want to keep it also. The gift, very expensive, some diamond ring or whatever else. So now we want to keep it as well, we want to enjoy it. So Allah Ta'ala is also showering down His gifts. Allah Ta'ala is showering down His blessings. And we are the recipients of these blessings. We are supposed to take it, we are supposed to keep it also. And we are supposed to then bring our lives in accordance to the dictates of these blessings. So Allah Ta'ala has promised the forgiveness in the Hadith Sharif. Nabi Salaam says that on the day of on the night of 15th of Sha'ban Allah Ta'ala forgives as many people as the hay on the sheep of Bani Kalb. Bani Kalb was the name of a tribe. So Bani Kalb they had numerous very big number of sheep. They were well known for this. So, that this is the reason for the example that Bani Kalb. And now, one sheep, how many hair on it? And now, a whole herd, massive herd, how many sheep there would be in there and how many hair on it? In other words, if there are so many billions of people also that will ask for forgiveness, Allah will forgive all of them. Now this is the mercy Allah Ta'ala shows down. Why? Allah Ta'ala alone knows his hikmat best, but it is to give us this opportunity that, okay, like sometimes there's some amnesty, that fine, you just come clean, and we won't worry about the past, but now you go clean, you go in terms of the taxes, now you go clean for the way forward. So this too is a kind of encouragement for us, that look, come clean now, enough is enough. All the haram, all the evils, all the sins, all the things that distract, all the things that take one away from Allah Ta'ala, give this up. Don't now continue that kind of life. And then the very significant thing is that this 15th of Shaban, such a great occasion, and it comes just two weeks before such a great month like Ramadan. Now, Otherwise, our logic will tell us because the virtue of 15th of Shaban is because Allah Ta'ala put it in there. Allah Taala blessed that day with that, that night with that virtue. That virtue, which is on the fifteenth of Shaban, could have been on the tenth of uh, Jamadul Awal, could have been in somewhere in Safar. It could be anywhere else in the year. Why it is two weeks before Ramadan? Just is two weeks before Ramadan, so that we will stop, we will take stock of ourselves, we will cleanse ourselves, and we will then the next two weeks. We will be then Inshallah in that momentum and by that time the month of Ramadan has come so that momentum now has been maintained there is a very good foundation now to build on for the month of Ramadan. So this is like a preparation time that is a time now to start reflecting, thinking getting our lives in order getting our hearts cleaned out as we discussed last week that when a person wants to fill something in a container first he washes it out. First he cleans it out, he looks into it, what's in here? And then he pours the pure milk and whatever else he wants to pour in it. So likewise, we want the noor from Allah ta'ala's side, we want the blessings, we want the barakat to fill our hearts, we want the strength of iman to point our hearts, we want the siqeen and tawakkul and taqwa to point our hearts. But then first we must clean it out of all these sins and all the haram and all the evils, So this is the opportunity Allah is blessing us with. So now this opportunity, Inchallah, is on our doorstep. May Allah enable us to witness this Mubarak day and night. And Allah take us through to the month of Ramadan. And enable us to earn the maximum in the Mubarak month of Ramadan as well. But now from now we need to plan and prepare for this day as well. Prepare What? Generally our mind, Ramadan comes, or any other occasion comes, our mind goes to preparation, meaning some kind of delicacies to eat, Ramadan savouries to make. So nobody said that that is not permissible. If that savouries are being prepared in advance, so that it gives more time in the month of Ramadan to dedicate to ibadat, very good, that niyat is excellent, no harm in it. But the real preparation is the preparation of the heart. So what is required now is that we prepare for this. And how are we going to prepare for it? We should actually sit down and write down that this is what I am going to be doing on the night of 15th of Shaban. In fact, in any case, we should not be waiting till that day comes to do this, but also on that day, we should be doing these things. First and foremost, many people sometimes, they have this notion or they have this thing in their minds and hearts that the whole night is a very, very blessed night very Mubarak night, so therefore I will now late in the night I will wake up a little bit at the time of Tahajjud and I'll make Ibadat then, and I'll make Dua and Istighfar, so now they postpone whatever they want to do for the late part of the night by all means we should try and wake up in the late part of the night, but the blessings of the night commences right from Maghrib time, as soon as Maghrib sets in, the blessings of the Mubarak night has started So the person should not delay. We should immediately start with, now obviously after Maghrib, somebody is going to be eating, etc. But now there is time thereafter. There is some time before Isha. Immediately after Isha. As much as we can possibly do, what we can manage, somebody can manage 2-3 hours, somebody can manage 4-5 hours, somebody 1 hour, somebody maybe even half an hour only. But we do something in advance, at the earlier part of the night, after Isha, before Isha, and we try at least one hour, some tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, some zikr, some du'a, especially du'a, hard, making a lot of istighfar, and the main thing is to excessively engage ourselves in du'a, and then we try to also wake up at the time of tahajjud, which is a very, very Mubarak time, but this virtue of tahajjud, which is normally only at the time of tahajjud, in terms of the acceptance of du'as, That special virtue is for the whole night on the 15th of Shaban. Allah Ta'ala calls out from the lowest heaven that is there anybody seeking forgiveness? Is there anybody seeking help? Is there anybody seeking assistance? Is there anybody seeking cure? And all the various other calls are made and normally these are made only in the last one-third portion of the night. Allah Ta'ala Himself calls out. Here this is from the beginning of the night. So we take full advantage of that. So number one now, we plan. What am I going to do? Okay, maybe before Isha, I will be able to engage myself for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, half an hour. So what am I going to do that time? I'll make some tilawat. So we write it down. Create a program. Have a page. Put it down. I will make tilawat for half an hour, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. But something before Isha. Then Isha time will come in. After Isha, what am I going to do? And definitely fit in at different slots. Before Isha, I will make some tilawat, and make some tasbihat, whatever, but that uh time or that session, if you want to call it of ibadat, will complete with dua, some minutes of dua. Then again after Isha, okay, I'm going to program myself, I'm going to make two paras tilawat, I'm going to make so many tasbihat, 200 times istighfar, I will, Allahumma innaka afoon, tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni ya kareem, this is, Something to recite excessively on that night. Ya Allah, Allahumma inna afoon. You are most forgiving. Tuhibbul afwa. Ya Allah, you love forgiving. Therefore, Ya Allah, you forgive me. Faafu anni ya Kareem. Ya Allah, you are the most noble and generous. So, this is the way I'm going to spend at least one hour till our tasbihat. Then that must finish off with dua again. An earnest dua from the depth of our hearts. For ourselves, for our families, for our relatives, for our friends, for our madrasa, for our muallimas, for our fam- their families and for the whole ummah at large. Especially the people suffering throughout the world in such difficult circumstances. So many millions are in such difficult circumstances. Allah has blessed us with so much of Afiat. We have food to eat. There are people starving. We have shelters above our heads. There are people under the sky, under the open sky. They don't have a place to live in. There are people who are in dire circumstances. People don't know where they are, which part of the world they have been taken to and have been just abandoned somewhere and they have nobody to support them. Such great, difficult situations, such very difficult situations. People are in and how much of Afiyat Allah has blessed us with that we have food to eat, we have a shelter above our heads, we have families around us, we have so many things, countless ni'mets of Allah. So, to make sugar for this too, and make dua for all the people around the world that are in these difficult circumstances and we should make this dua and this we should do repeatedly make dua for them this is in we cannot neglect this this is the least we can do for this, this ummah is like one body somebody in some distant part of the world is in pain we should feel that pain and the least we can do is to make dua for them and this least is not little this least that we can do is very great. It is least in the sense that it is very easy, it doesn't take any effort, doesn't take any money, it doesn't take hardly any time and we are making a major contribution towards their well-being. So it's least in that sense, not least in the sense that it is something small, something minor, no. It is very great, but just that other things would take a greater effort. Other things will cost some money that you now need to, for the people that are orphaned, for the widows, etc. You need to part with some money, we should part with that too, to the extent we can, for the orphans, the needy, the widows throughout the world. And But dua, it doesn't cost us anything, just a few minutes of sitting in our space and time and making sincere dua from the depth of our heart. So the first session before Isha, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, then after Isha, Whatever tawfiq Allah Ta'ala gives, we plan it. I'm gonna try. We try for something more, and then we get tired, we need to sleep, fine. We then, the nights are long, and Isha is early, and generally people go to sleep past 10 o'clock, past 11 o'clock on an ordinary day also. So there's ample time. So we try and engage ourselves, one and a half hours, two hours, somebody gets more tawfiq Allah Ta'ala give him about three hours, so something after Isha. And then, we also do plan to wake up at the time of the Hajjud. And we try and engage ourselves as much as we can at the time of the Hajjud. We, again, some rakats of the Hajjud Salah, at least four rakats, eight rakats, all the better. And together with that, then some istighfar, some tasbihat, and especially at that time, a lot of dua. That is a time to really then immerse ourselves in dua some tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, the better thing is, if that tilawat is possible to do it in the salah. That whatever surahs we are familiar with, somebody knows Yasin Sharif only, they can read by heart well, recite the Yasin Sharif in that rakats. Maybe the first two rakats make it short, and then the second two rakats, you read it, somebody knows whole surah kahaf, mashallah, read the surah kahaf. Somebody is the a hafizah, then you read as much as you can, two paras, three paras, whatever Allah is but try and make it as lengthy as we can, within our capacity, we try and read some long rakats. So read Surah Yasin, fine, no problem. In The first rakat, Surah Yasin. In the second rakat, Surah Mulk. If you know these surahs, that much we know also, why not? So, we try to lengthen that Salah to the extent that we can manage and then excessive dua. Excessive dua for ourselves, for our families, for the entire ummah at large, for our colleagues, our friends, our neighbors, people in our neighborhood, the entire ummah we make dua for them, for their dhini well-being. One is for their physical well-being, their material well-being. That too is our concern. That too we should feel the pain of somebody that is starving in some part of the world. For somebody who is without a shelter somewhere, we should feel something. This is part of the dictates of Iman. But together with that, the real concern must be for our deen and the deen of everybody else in the world. And this is what also we can make dua for. That is again something which is in every person's capacity. To make dua for the progress in deen for every single ummati of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and for the winds of hidayat and iman to blow and for every single person to be blessed with this iman and hidayat we have to make dua. Allah Ta'ala is the doer. Whoever Allah Ta'ala then gives hidayat to and Allah Ta'ala blesses with the wealth of iman we will share in the reward of that. And subhanallah, somebody, which part of the world gets hidayat, we have no idea. But we made dua, we made dua. Ya Allah, you blow the winds of hidayat. You grant hidayat to one and all. Ya Allah, every Muslim, every mu'min, make them a five times, make them perform the five times salah, all the men with jama'ah. Ya Allah, you grant every mu'min the tawfiq of making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif daily. Ya Allah, every believer gives the tawfiq of sincere tawbah from all sins. And when we will sincerely make dua, deeply sincerely, for the dini progress of every Ummati of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when somebody does something for someone's child, and the child needed some help, and somebody did something, how grateful the parents are. How grateful the elders of that child are. That this person went out of his way to help my son, to set him up in business, or to see so what had some difficulty, whatever it is, to help him out. So the parents feel very, very grateful towards the person who did the favor. But no matter how grateful the parents feel, and no matter how happy they would become, and no matter whatever they would do to thank the person, whatever they will do and whatever they can do, is all but a minute fraction of the happiness that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam feels when somebody has brought his Ummati to him. On the day of Qiyamat, when Nabi will be saying, Ya Rabbi Ummati, Ya Rabbi Ummati, O oh my Rabb, what will become the condition of my Ummah? How will they fare on this day? And there will be some who had made a very positive contribution in some form or the other towards bringing the Ummah and whoever, the people of the Ummah, towards deen. Subhanallah, how happy Nabi Islam will be with them on that day. And the least that we can do also in this regard is dua. We cannot do anything beyond dua. We can make dua. but Dua is in everybody's capacity. So we at least do this much. That on these occasions and other occasions as well, and on a daily basis, we sincerely make dua. We beg Allah Taala's help. We beg for our own progress in deen and for the progress of every single ummati of Nabi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala grant sincere the tawfiq of sincere tawbah to everyone. Ya Allah, all those who are involved in some kind of haram, Ya Allah, You give me and all of them the tawfiq to sincerely make tawbah. Ya Allah, all those who are involved in illicit chatting and haram usage of the phone, Ya Allah, You save me and forgive me and forgive one and all. And give me and everyone the tawfiq of forever staying safe from all this. Ya Allah, all those who are missing their salah, ya allah you give me the tawfiq also in every single person to perform the five times salah and grant the tawfiq of toba to everyone that nobody then misses the salah ya allah all those who haven't paid their zakat ya allah you give me also the tawfiq give everyone the tawfiq that we discharge this very great injunction of zakat and like this all the other things ya allah you grant us all the tawfiq of following the sunnah of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ya Allah, You enable us to have all our functions, our weddings, every single ummati, whoever is going to be getting married still. Ya Allah, You bless each one with the tawfiq of having such a wedding, such a nikah, that Nabi Islam will be pleased. Ya Allah, that You will be pleased. That does not go against the commands, Your commands in the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. all these things, we often sit and discuss and make a very big story about what happened here and what happened there. But did we make du'a? did we beg Allah Ta'ala to grant taufiq to us, to others. So this is something we should not neglect. Every, now and again, just keep turning to dua, and especially on these Mubarak occasions. And also on this occasion, very, very earnestly, we are inshallah making notes of these points that we need to be doing, very earnestly making dua, that Allah Ta'ala enable us, number one, to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan, and then enable us to use the Mubarak month constructively, the time in the Mubarak month constructively, correctly, in such a way that this month becomes a means of us gaining the wealth of taqwa, that this Mubarak month becomes a means of us connecting with Allah Ta'ala, that this Mubarak month becomes a means of us becoming close to Allah Ta'ala, for becoming the true and sincere servants of Allah Ta'ala. And all the other things that go along with it, this is the thing that We should be now making du'a for. For the Mubarak month of Ramadan as well. That this month mustn't come and go and we are busy wasting our time and doing other things. So Ya Allah, You enable me to fulfill all the requirements, the adab, the respect of the month of Ramadan and the correct use of this Mubarak time that this time doesn't get wasted, this time doesn't get lost in idle things, somebody is sitting and playing with the phone, somebody is too busy shopping and shopping Subhanallah, what a wonderful time of Ramadan and wasted in the malls and halls and wherever. And this fair is taking place and that fair is taking place and Eid fairs are taking place long before Eid. And it's taking place in such a way that it's destroying our Ramadan and Eid. Let alone uh, Eid itself is destroying our Ramadan as well. So that kind of fairs and all these things, we should just be totally far away from all this. We should remain in our homes. Dedicate our time to Allah Taala. Dedicate our time to ibadah. Dedicate our time, and we tired, we relax. There's no harm in taking a rest by all means. But let us now focus in such a way that our life is that we, we our life turns for the better, and we become the true servants of Allah Taala. Allah Taala must be complete with us, and on the day of Eid, we gain that announcement of forgiveness. And it must not be that the day of Eid we get the announcement of destruction Allah Ta'ala forbid. That when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam once climbed on the mimbar, first step he said Ameen, second step Amin, third step Amin, And then he came down. And the Sahaba asked, that, what was this? We didn't see something like this before. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that on the first step, Jibreel Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came and he made a bad a curse. And I said Ameen. The second step, the third step, one of the three was, the Jibreel Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Ba'uda. Man adraka falam May that person be destroyed. May he be distanced from Allah Ta'ala and destroyed. Who the month of Ramadan came, but he was so careless, he was so unmindful that the month of Ramadan came and went and he did not gain his forgiveness. Now imagine if the curse of Nibiri and the Ameen of Nabi wasalam, while standing on the Mimbar Mubarak in Masjidun Nabawi, what can then save us and protect us from that harm? So, this is what we have to be now focusing towards, that we turn to Allah Ta'ala, we prepare for this Mubarak day that is coming, this night that is coming, we focus towards the Mubarak month of Ramadan, we sincerely make Toba. we beg for ourselves, beg for our families, for our friends, for our relatives, for our Muallimahs, for everybody involved in passing the knowledge of Deen to us and for the entire ummah at large, for all the efforts of deen that are taking place, that Allah Ta'ala accepts all these efforts, make it easy, grant barakah in it, make it a means of hidayat, and in this way, when we make dua for others, the angel will make dua for us, the angel will say, ameen to our dua, and make the same dua for ourselves, so subhanallah, what a wonderful way, of gaining the duas of the angels for ourselves, so this is what we should now, already start Mentally preparing ourselves for We actually write down a program Then encourage the people at home as well Our parents Our sisters, brothers, others at home That by simply saying That this is what our program is going to be Inshallah on that night And others also encouraged To also make some program out for themselves Inshallah in this way we will get the reward Of all their good amal also On that day they will get the full reward We will get the reward as well By becoming a means of encouraging bellatabaraka وتعالى give us all the tawfiq to truly apply ourselves dedicate ourselves make the maximum take the maximum benefit truly turn to allah taala. bellatallah give us all the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahirabbil alamin allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakash shukru kulluhu allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayka anta kama athnayta ala nafsik jazallaahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima wa ahlu ربنا علمنا انفسنا وان لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا ندامه ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان وحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم اغفر لامة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن امة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم منصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم منصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم منصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا وأصلح ذات بيننا واهدنا سبل السلام ونجنا من الظلمات إلى النور وجنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وبارك لنا في أسماعنا وأبصارنا وقلوبنا وأزواجنا وذرياتنا وتبع علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وجعلنا شاكرين لنعمتك بصنين بها قابليها وأتمها علينا Allahumina nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka seyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu biya min sharima sta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka seyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayk al-balaq. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al al-azim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi seyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabihi wa Wa alhamdulillahi